Hi everybody, it's Imran from Transform Now, and today we have Dr. Al-Hakim, which apparently translates to the wise one, which is absolute rubbish. You don't think I'm wise? Come on, man. No, not at all. Now, he is an eye surgeon. Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't think so, would you? <laughs> and he also does psychotherapy. He's an author called Physician on Fire, which is all about burnout and stress. So we're not going to talk about eyes today. No, no, We're no. going to talk about stress, burnout fatigue anxiety sadness depression hey you're making it so low you're fucking depressed (laughs) for the last hour the shit you come out with now so first of all mate yeah right because you're based in london yeah 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 and you've got that's that that's pretty depressed being in london yeah and you've got sort of a few high profile clients and yeah people we can't mention and you know you've been around a bit yeah i've been around a bit so i mean i was i was born in iraq and then I came here at the age of four. Uh, my family's involved in are politics. You, are you a sleeper cell? No, I'm not no. a sleeper cell. I don't sleep much, actually. I'm not a big sleeper. I'm not surprised by Because <laughs> I'm drinking all of this yeah. stuff 24-7. That gets me up. Okay, but if you ever want to talk about something, you know, you can always give me a call. Yes, yes. And in fact, uh, don't give me a call because you've been with me for two hours. You've done my head in. Right. Which is a good thing because very few people do your head in. Yeah, but I, I don't talk to many people. Ah, uh, I don't really like people. Okay, you don't like people. Not generally, no. That's so, why I like that fish. See that fish in the background. That's my favourite fish. Have you given it a name? Yeah, my favourite fish. Favourite fish. Yeah. What kind is it? My favourite one, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, let's get serious yeah. now. What but is, the thing is, I can't get serious. What That's is what, what is stress? What is actually stress? Okay, so I think stress on a physiological level is all pretty straightforward. So when you stress the muscles by doing strenuous exercise, so anything that's strenuous is stress. Okay. Okay, so that's on a physical level. Then on a psychological level, anything that's strenuous for your psychological health, that's stress. Okay, such as? Such as work, family, relationships, careers, life in general. So anything that strains you, that doesn't flow, I consider I consider that as being stress. And does that make sense? No, not at all. Okay, so I mean, coming up with content right now, yeah, doing this podcast that's that's stressful because you're straining yourself. Okay. But when you're in flow, when it just flows out. There's no stress what, there. There's at, no turbulence there. At what there. stage are you under stress? And at what stage are you managing stress? What's the, what's <laughs> the difference? So it's about productivity. So if you feel that you're productive, that stress is beneficial. Okay. If you feel that you're not productive, that stress is not beneficial. At the end of the day, we've got to stress ourselves anyway yeah. in order to get whatever you want to get. Content, good relationship, good money. A uh, good position in society that requires stress, and f- and f- if you're able to perform under stress, I wouldn't call that stress. I'd call that performance. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Once you reach a level when you are not being productive, and you're not producing the stuff that you want to produce, that's when stress gets too much, and then you go into the realms of burnout. Yeah. So you know, the more you do, it becomes counterproductive. Right, we'll come back to burnout. Okay, and then you so, go the other way. So, so stress is essential in life. Okay. We all go through it. 
but too much of the stress is not good. And are there any any particular hormones which uh, you know? I mean, at the, yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, you you need a level of cortisone in order to function. Mm-hmm. But once you reach um, over the threshold, you know, uh, level. I mean, you know, you're the fucking hormone expert. Yeah, but I'm trying to ask you about it. It's not about me talking. You're you see, I, you see, I'm I'm more of a on the psychological level rather than the physiological level. Okay, what is anxiety? For me, anxiety is once you go past stress and you're not being productive, you're into an anxiety state. And then when you're in an anxiety straight, uh, state, you're sort of pushing yourself outside your limits. So once you go outside of your limits, you're in an anxiety state, which makes you non-productive, not yourself, and you start making the wrong decisions. So when you're making decisions that hurt you rather than um, help you, that's an anxiety so that, state. that anxiety can affect your cognitive process. So, yeah, I mean, uh, physical, cognitive, psychological, and spiritual. So all of these things are affected if you're in anxiety state. And most people are actually in a state of anxiety because they probably haven't felt okay about themselves and about their surroundings. So then they consider the anxiety state to be their real steady state, but it isn't. It's so actually, they would consider anxiety to be the norm, but it's not. To the norm, because they're stressed, they're, you know, they think they're productive, they think they're doing stuff, but in fact, they're not. They're just sort of going around in circles. Faffing around. Faffing around, doing, doing you know, fuck all. So, I, and I think society now builds on that, as in they expect you to be stressed, and instead of alleviating that stress, they add on to the stress. And add on to the anxiety. So how can anybody, if I was feeling anxiety and, you know, my work is crap and I'm tired and I can't sleep, how can I reduce my levels of anxiety? Well, first you need to recognize that you're in a state of anxiety. What what if I'm in denial? Uh, That's great. So you've realized that you're in denial, that you have an issue. And the next step is you need to ask for help. And the biggest problem that we have as professionals, as people, even in the health healthcare sector, is that we deny that we have a problem. Because it's much easier to point out problems about other people rather than problems about ourselves. Yeah, it's more fun as well, isn't it? Well, I mean, on a superficial level, on a superficial level, it's more fun. I don't want to get too heavy here because, you know, we were having a good time, you know, cussing other people in sort of other other uh, sects and so on oh, <laughs> about Sunnis. So, you know, it can get really serious, but you, you need to realize that there's no point pointing the finger at other people and other things and, and other situations. And we need to point the finger at ourselves. You're hanging off a tree, there's no point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we won't get to that kind of stage. Okay, so so the thing is... You know, you do need to point the finger at yourself. But if you you don't... If you just don't see the symptoms of anxiety, because it's it's a norm, as you said, how would you... How would you acknowledge and realize that you've got it? Because men are also men being men, and you know it's very difficult for a, for a man to say to someone, "Look, you know, I feel a bit weak and I feel down." And he's like, "Oh, man, up, geezer." So, uh, how how would you recognize that? 
Well, I, I think, you know, th this is where friends come in. So if you have really close friends and friends come up to you and say... Did you just um, touch my knee? Yeah, I sort of touch your knee. Guys, don't even know this case. What's wrong touching the knee? <laughs> right, okay. So, <laughs> so you see, you know, you've got, you got really close friends that you trust. If a friend comes to you and say, you know, um, Imran, what's going on? Something wrong? You okay? That should be a kind of uh, light bulb moment for you to say, fuck, my mate is coming to me saying, there's something wrong here. Sort yourself out. You need to have that self-awareness. You need to have that, you know, self-realization. Self-awareness. You need to have that self-realization that there's something fucking wrong with me. Yeah. And, you know, when I accepted that I burnt out, I was in Iraq at the time. I mean, for me, I was in my ideal job, um, saving site um, in a charity that I set up here in the UK. I was in Iraq. Um, it was surgery? my per yeah eye, eye surgeon eye doing eye surgery for A the noble deed, oh. noble deed oh. everything, oh. and yet my wife told me there's something wrong with you. What's going on? My mate came from the UK and you know was visiting his parents, and he saw me and he saw I was a miserable sod. You know I wasn't having a good time. I wasn't laughing. I wasn't enjoying myself. And he said, "What the fuck's wrong with you? You know you've lost your sense of humour." And I've got a great sense of humour, haven't I? Yeah, yeah, you're full. You've been laughing all fucking evening. Bastard. And if you're looking here, you look like you've got no torso. It's just head. Yeah, I've got a big head in it, though. <laughs> yeah. There we go. You yeah, see, yeah, a bit yeah, of shoulder yeah, here. You know, you're getting hench now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when, when you, when people. So, you know, pe you. people point out to you that, look, there's, there, there's something wrong with you. And, you know, that's like um, your calling card. That do you know what? There's there's something going on here, and there's something in my, in my life that I'm 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 in denial about. You're obviously in a war zone here, doing something good, doing surgeries, helping. It was my my whole life mission. Yeah. So it was my whole life mission. Um, so from I'm I'm a very nice person, but then I realised that okay, um, I've worked all my life to become an eye surgeon to do charity work in Iraq, which is the place of my birth. Why wasn't I happy? What was going on? And that was stressing me out. And you know, what I, what I realized that actually, this isn't who I am, <laughs> you know. I thought, shit, you know, I'm in my ideal sort of uh, life uh, um, outcome. And yet I wasn't happy and, and, to, to be honest, I got worse before I got better, yeah. you know, and that's the thing with like realizing that you're stressed. Yeah. You tend to get more stressed rather realizing than... Realizing that shit, it's all, it's all gone wrong. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want any of this. What know. a waste. And um, man, I was fucked up. I, I was messed up. So do you up. feel better now? Yeah, this was, uh, this was eight years ago. So you sort of, so, you had a self-realization and then you... So I got suicidal actually. Oh fuck! I went really worse down the, you know, down the fucking rabbit hole, and that's because you were in this position of certainty yeah. that this is the right thing for me, and then I lost that certainty, and then I was in a very dark hole, and oh, I had to get yeah. myself back out again, and and um, and all this time I've been taking the piss out of you, and now I feel quite bad. No, you don't, bastard. Using <laughs> <laughs> this. You know, we should we should watch it down.
Yes, was yes. That, that was hole. that was such traumatic a traumatic oh my fucking God. cartoon, and you know, I I I remember, um, you know, back in the Just day when my eye there, you know, you know fucking epic. No, that was my spit. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, do you remember in school they used to wheel in the TV? Yeah, but it, but it wasn't with like the, school with the VHS machine, and it yeah. was locked up. Yeah, it had to be locked up because well, the school you went to probably yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I went to a shit school. Yeah, um, <laughs> and we were, and I was traumatized. No, no, oh. I, I just saw it on Netflix recently. It is really bad. I mean, it's brutal. It's Tra- yeah. this old psychology, Blood everywhere. Those DMT dreams that little rabbit has. Yeah, man. That fucking rabbit is high. It's like really bad. So when you got this self-realization, you, you went, you went, down, you went the down the hole. How did you climb out? I had to go back to my stories. I had to go back to my stories and, and, you know, the way I got myself out is like, okay, I'm in this dilemma now. It's not me anymore. I need to change. I need to evolve. I need to be someone else. What is it that's keeping me here? And I found out that it was my stories. It was my stories that was keeping me where I was keeping me. And as you know, human being, it's all about stories. And at the end of the day, these stories, they, they either make you or break you. So I need to do, look at my stories, which ones of these stories are making me and which of these stories are breaking me. So which story made you? The fact that I've got compassion. Uh-huh. So um, I knew that compassion was something that got me out of a lot of situations and a lot of stress. And I found that I was losing my compassion. Okay, so that's the breaking point. The breaking point is I was giving too much compassion to other people and I wasn't giving myself enough compassion. Mm-hmm. So I realized that actually self-compassion is the most important thing in terms of uh, transmitting that compassion. So you've got to give yourself compassion first before anything else. And if you're giving out compassion and, you know, you're in a uh, compassionate uh, field where you're, you know, you, you, you have to give out that compassion. If you don't start with yourself first, it's it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. My compassion died years ago, mate, 1988. Well, I feel sorry for you because yeah, it's been, be, because it's really really difficult to to show true compassion yeah. to other people without showing yourself compassion. Yeah. And you know, and and you know, stress and burnout is not something that happens overnight. It, it's it's literally, you know, it's like that dripping yeah, yeah. Human uh, um um yeah, that 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 tap that just keeps dripping 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 until there's nothing left. So I realized that I wasn't being good to myself. And then when that realization came, was it like a it, it wasn't good. Was it, was it like an epiphany, sort of like no. you in the face, backhander. No, no, no. It was. It was literally. I realized it. Your friends give you a slap and say, like, put yourself. The wife there. gave me a slap. That's just normal for you, isn't it? It's every day. Yeah, she gets a slap on the ass, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about your personal stuff already. Well, we can film it if you want. No. <laughs> You're gonna lose your gym sheet license, mate. Fucking me. Yeah. You're fucking back to driving the bus from South London, so you don't want to be doing that. True. Yeah. True. <laughs> so but, I live in Essex, but, but I guess I can drive the bus there. When it, when it, so it didn't come. So to I you. mean, I mean, it it did come to me when when I realised that I have to be more compassionate towards myself, which means I have to be less less compassionate to the people yeah. that I've been compassionate to too much. 
So you stopped doing eye surgeries? You let them go blind? Is that what you're saying? No, I got other people to do surgeries. Oh, that's all right. do, you, do you know what I mean? You know, I, I realized that actually this is a bit of an ego trip that I'm on. I'm doing this because of an ego thing rather than anything else. But it's also I, a noble gesture, isn't it? I let go of the surgery. Yeah. I let other doctors do the surgery because I needed to heal myself. I knew that, you know, I was wounded, I was broken. Oh. And and I had to step back. <laughs> so I had to step back and sort of think, shit, I, I, I need to take care of myself here. And I dealt with all these stories, but I, I knew that self-compassion was, was lacking for myself, which meant I had to hurt other people. But I had to do that. Did you hurt your patients by any chance? Because that wouldn't be the right thing to do with it. No, I, I mean... I saw less and less patients. Okay, so well, you so know, you... you know, I, I, I had to draw back, and and you know, go into a um, like a, um, um, like a dark room, essentially, back back into my soul, and find myself again. Wow, I see uh, that's deep stuff for me. Really? Yeah. Uh, it sounds good. I mean, I don't know exactly what it means, but to, well, frankly, I'm being serious. Like to go into your soul and and look at yourself and reevaluate. I mean, the easiest thing to do is to look at your stories. Which which of these stories are damaging me? And my story was that you had to be compassionate to everyone. Yeah. Right? And that's how, you know, my culture and my parents and my society... And your dad's a marine biologist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my dad... Um, the clever guy. He's a clever guy and he's a spiritual guy. His, his, his father, my granddad, was a, um, a religious... Uh, Fundamentalist. Uh, orator... Uh, uh, and, um, you know, he was, uh, uh, you know, he was preaching about social change and political change, um, within, uh, within the Middle East in, in the fifties and sixties. And he would go into prisons and, and, you know, essentially, uh, argue for, for the release of these individuals, uh, because they were in prison because of political and sort of religious reasons. So, you know, he was a social activist. Uh, but a very religious social activist. My father rebelled against that and became a, a marine uh, biologist. Uh, yeah, a sort of a scientist. Yeah. Rather than a sort of a a, a spiritual person. And you became an eye surgeon. And I became well. I actually, I followed his route, which was academia and science. But I'm not really that. But would your dad like my fish? You'd love your fish, mate. I've got stingrays as well, and they look, you'd probably like those. You'd, you'd love them as well, mate. Okay, I'm gonna send a picture to your dad. Yeah, That's good. yeah. He loves he loves fish. Um, so it's 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 that process of stepping back, reassessing yourself, reassessing your stories, and then doubling down on what works for you. Okay, another question, because you're not gonna get me all emotional now. Right, sadness and depression. What are the difference? You know, everyone's talking about I've got mental health issues. I'm depressed. I feel sad. What is the actual in your experience, in your psychotherapy uh, system, and everyone has their own style of therapy and, and coaching and life coaching, what are the differences between sadness, sadness and depression? depression? So sadness is when uh, Aston Villa lose. That's sadness. I don't watch football. I have no idea. Who do you support? Mike Tyson. So when, when Tyson first lost. When he lost to Boston Douglas, this was the day Nelson Mandela, Mandela got released. And no one gave a fuck, Melbourne. Yeah. But I was absolutely gutted. That and sadness. Remember that long count? 
which really Tyson did lose, but that you don't remember, do you? No, I, I do remember. I mean, I I remember that, that, that long, and Buster Tyson, Douglas yeah, I mean, had a long count and he was down for I more mean, than 10 was, seconds. For me, it was one of the saddest moments of my life. That sadness. Yeah, to see Tyson lose. I mean, it was, it still is painful. The other painful moment for me, which uh, is Rambo. Which one? One, two. The first one, because he doesn't want his food with me. He went to see Delmo Barry. He's gone. He's so happy. He's got a little photograph. He meets his mom. And, you know, he's telling him, look how tall he is. I'm going to set up a garage. We're going to travel. And she goes, fucking orange and ass got him. And then that shit ass copper. He, he just wanted some food. And then he kept on telling them, don't push it. Leave me alone. Yeah. And they didn't fucking listen. And look what he did. He caused chaos. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but that sadness, you know, no, that, you know, that, that you know, when sad. you saw Mike Tyson lose, that sadness. No, but look at look at uh, the last Rambo. He's finally happy. He's I haven't seen it. Is well, you need to watch it. He's, he's finally happy. He's having coffee made. He's got a lumberjack shirt on, and he's riding the horse, and he's happy. He's taking the narcotic pills, and the Mexican cartels fuck with him. And he, he was happy for the first time. It's like, you know, one fucks with you here, mate. <laughs> I don't, you know, I know Rocky's mate. You know, I'll be right. And, you know, he was happy. And then in the end, they fucked with him and he had to, you know, he had to do... He went psycho. He had to do what he had to do. No, he didn't psycho. He had to get even. There was no tomorrow. He's going to see. That was sad. When Wolverine dies... Because, you know, that, that was sad. But doesn't he get resurrected? No, mate, he's dead, dead. That sadness. No, I, I, I found it sad. Yeah. Um, you know, but... On a serious note, they're like temples. The sadness is like yeah. a temple state of affairs. Yeah, yeah. So, so sadness. Joking aside, you know, you know, something tragic happens. But what, what? How does sadness? You, you can't leave sadness. No, no. Sadness doesn't lead on to depression. So what? Okay, what? Sadness is sadness. How is that emotion? How do you differentiate? Okay. So, so we've we've agreed on what sadness is. Yeah. It's uh, that feeling. Mike Tyson losing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's sadness. Depression yeah. is when it just stops you living. So it affects your work. It affects your relationship. It affects your business. All these things. That's depression. Okay. okay. Now. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so does. when it affects your your you know your sleep, it affects your appetite. It affects your cognitive function, and everything just gets toned down. Now, is there a is there a phase like you said when you had this self realization, this this epiphany that you were unhappy? Is there a stage in depression when you realize you're depressed? Everyone is different, you know. There isn't like sort of a one rule for everything, okay? Yeah. You know, you know that's the thing about mental health. You know, it's a bit like, um, you know, your training. Every single athlete that comes to you is a unique athlete. Yeah, their muscles are different, their insertions are different, their cartilages are different. The way they respond to different therapies is totally different. Yeah, mental health is exactly the same. There isn't one rule for everything. And nothing mental else. health on the increase? Yes, I mean, you know, at, at the end of the day, we all get sick, don't we? Yeah. We all get viruses. Corona. You know, we all get corona. We all get... Oh, you're going to be fucked with the coronavirus. No, it, no, no, no. It's not an STD. So we're not going to get fucked. But is it going to be like a... a no, no, I don't think so. No, of course not. Writing on the streets. No, no, of course not. That's just in certain, you know, religious ideologies. Shia again, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um... And uh, what were we talking about before you sort of went on to coronas? So, 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 <laughs> men, you know, just like there's a physical health spectrum, yeah, death and sort of excellent health, yeah, mental health is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. 
So you have a spectrum of disease and you can be anywhere on that spectrum from totally healthy uh, psychological and spiritual well-being to kind of, you know, now, totally psychotic and okay, now, totally dysfunctional. Now, with, just to, you know, there's never enough time on these things, but antidepressants. Good. Okay. Are they good or bad? Good. Right. Why are they good? Well, you know, a lot of the reasons why you get depressed is that you have problems with your neurotransmitters. So you get a you know a defect in your neurotransmitters within the brain. And sometimes a bit of drugs gets you up again. Once you get up, <laughs> once you get up... I'm sorry, when you said drugs, it's something else came to mind. <laughs> well, you know, you're, you're sort of up there in performance. We're sort of down here at sort of normal we're, levels we're, of we're performance. We're national athletes, okay, we do, we do not. Of course, we do not but you know, but no, but you deal with next issues. level performance. No, we deal with performance. Yeah. yeah uh, now, I'm trying so, to get you up here, man. Now, with with um, with antidepressants, what about the addictive nature of them? It depends on your personality type. So, are you the type of guy that gets addicted to this thing, or do you use it for a function? I like the taste of it. Okay, so they're not addictive. You may be addictive to the effect that it. That the sort of gives you. gives you. So, you know, if you're down and then it gives you that boost and then you associate that boost just with those tablets and then you get addicted to it. So, I mean, I think addiction is a different kind of uh, whole discussion point. Um, but them per se is not addictive. Some people are addictive to, addicted to coffee. Some people are addicted to other kind of hard drugs. If you're the type of person that gets addicted very quickly to things, it's like, um, YouTube. Some people are addicted to YouTube. Yeah. You know, so I mean, them per se is not addictive. Now, what about some of the really harsh sort of, antidepressants, antipsychotic tablets, some of the these horrible cocktails we see. I mean, I've seen some horrible prescriptions where there's 10, 12 tablets in there, and the, 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 the client, the patient, is effectively zonged out. Well, you see, how, yeah. How can that zonged out person, with all due respect to them, get out of that to being functioning? How could psychotherapy, therapy, cognitive behaviour therapy, how, how could that help them? It's a long discussion. I mean, you know, this isn't something that, that can be addressed um, on a on a short podcast, but it really depends on a multitude of factors. Who your therapist is, what kind of thought process or um, school of thought that they, you know, uh, subscribe to, um, the psychiatrist that you have, your um, epigenetics, your genetics, your environment, your financial issue, you know, uh, constraints or um, abilities. So, you know, it is a whole, you know, spectrum of things. But if you're in a position where you have psychotic um, tendencies. tendencies or psychotic events and you're a danger to yourself and people in society, then the authorities will get involved and they will zonk you out. That's only if you get caught. Well, I think, you know, a lot of the problems that we see in society is related to these sort of psychotic and, you know, mental illnesses. And, um, you know, we live in a structure where, you know, they can uh, drug you up. Um, coming back to your it's question. Me, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't seen the dark side of... Um, of drugs. 
of drugs. No, but I mean, know? I've had I've had people and they they're taking ten, twelve uh, different medications. I mean, you know, like as you know, the doctors. This is going to be the next question, but you know, they're they're throwing in amitriptyline, they're throwing in gabapentin, they're throwing antipsychotic drugs. It's like a whole cap, a whole cocktail of things. And I've even seen tramadol being thrown. Yeah, in. they don't know about this and, stuff. Yeah, you know, so this poor this guy started off on one tablet a day and yeah. two, his problem is still there his anxiety or depression is still there but now he's on 25 tablets a day yeah. or 10 a day yeah and then you know it well you know the way the doctors are trained it is quite reductive so you know instead of dealing with the with the underlying psychological and spiritual aspects of things yeah. you know and, and and you know this takes a long process right let's you know, talk you know, about you know, it's not something that that sort of uh, you can deal with one session it is literally years of gaining that trust uh, developing a relationship uh therapy therapist dynamic yeah uh and you know trust takes time trust okay. does not come over um you know through one session or, or or sort of two sessions plus the therapist there's a lot of projection there from the therapist um which is why it's really important that even the therapists have a therapist as well because you are projecting a lot of your uh preconceived ideas um a lot of your thought processes a lot of your mindset processes um a lot of your spirit onto the um a person that you're giving therapy to um and whether these things are addressed or not i don't know um particularly on the psychiatry side of things but on the psychotherapy side of things it's important to understand that a lot of the healing process that happens happens within the patient and it's allowing them that space for them to heal themselves and that's where the trust comes in and that's where time comes in as well um well the gp's got five minutes with you it's not really it's a disaster really you know i mean so why why is the system i mean another why the system so shit well why, the system's geared up to give you drugs really you know that's you know that's the way the system uh, is done you know it is financially driven and most of the finances is funded by pharmaceutical companies so you know it is a process of delivering um the most uh, popular drug at the most popular time no but you know i mean it is a um uh, a time constraint pharmaceutical led system and um you know they do want you on chronic medication what's a good medication medicine to get high on to chill and relax um i don't know <laughs> actually that no because i've never been on anything that that chills me out really Okay. drug wise or right, well after this after this really after this we'll sort something out there now you know one of the things you know self realization and self awareness this is actually it all sounds very karmic and hippie or whatever but there is actually something about self awareness and self realization what would be a good point for if anyone who does listen to this another one person what is a good point to start off with self awareness how could one start i think it's it's good to breathe so the moment you concentrate Eight yeah second best of five what do you prefer doesn't matter i mean you know whatever works with you just just realizing that this this process of breathing has a lot of power and a lot of um internal 
reflection um and also life is in bre- in in breath so you know as long as you're breathing there's uh there's scope for you and there's hope for you yeah, you tend to be alive then yeah and 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 it's powerful and you know a lot of the uh um athletes and and, and people in in um in elite performance they talk about breathing a lot yeah and and just that process makes you realize that you can actually slow down and you don't have to be so worked up and you don't have to be in your head so much you can actually come down into your heart and into your soul and into your into your body um rather than just staying up in your head and you know l- letting that mind fuck fuck you up what is the soul the soul is the thing that brings it all together so like it's your ego and your persona and your body um and it just makes you that whole self and that soul is connected to other souls so anything that's um not physical uh is metaphysical and your soul is in tune with that and you know the more you sort of get into that um nebulous sphere of of the soul and 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 the spirit it's sort of quite enticing and it's quite addictive because you know that there's another world out there it's not just what we're to be in ghosts Yeah, ghosts are out there. I'm not, I haven't seen a ghost, but I think I will do after this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> run the rock. <laughs> Once he gives me a few stuff, I'll be seeing all sorts yeah. of ghosts. Uh, have you ever had any um, any um, patients, clients who believe they've been affected by an evil spirit? Well, I mean, they they see visions, okay, and they see dreams, and they have um, let's call it. sort of insights of intuition and you're and, one of the third, you know, you're the third eye oh, that's what you're known as yeah i'm going to get rid of that because apparently it's like the jap side isn't it up here in the middle well, of this. i mean no, it's more like the fucking illuminati <laughs> the, the pineo like the you know the eye of the the, the, the jal a bit like this guy up here isn't it yeah well no he, he, we quite like him and, but you uh, like me no no we do like you as well but it's this whole third eye business you've got the whole Egyptian pharaoh shit going on and that third eye well the, it affects us the 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 sight of within sight and yeah. Yeah, looking it's within it's all about looking within within you know i mean it's not about looking i mean looking out is great because you see beauty you see nature you know you see how things work but once you look within you you, you know you you realize that there's a whole hidden world in there darkness well, yeah it's darkness but you, you know to see the light you've got to go into the dark That's, that's good. I like that. That's the best news. Yeah, that's good. That's the best thing I've said for about seven hours, you yeah. bastard. <laughs> All day. Now, you know, you're oh, sort dear. of... A, <laughs> um, um, now, when you were in Iraq, yeah. uh, when you had your, you know, your epiphany that you're actually fucking quite depressed and you're not happy and you're suicidal, How long did that process take for you to go from there to being like now? Even worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how, how long was that, was that process? Mate, that was eight years ago. I think it took me, um, I think it took me about four years. Four years, wow. Yeah, I was pretty messed up for so four years. So were you taking years. any medication at that time? No, I wasn't. Do you like self? I was just like bottling it up inside. Okay. So... I was occasionally hurting my loved ones 
people that, that I was working with. Yeah. Because I knew I couldn't just explode onto them. Occasionally I exploded. Um, but then I started seeing life coaches and I started seeing therapists myself. And then I realized that actually, you know, I do need a lot of help. <laughs> so, so, you know, I did see, um, um, yeah, I saw therapists. I saw psychoanalysis, uh, psychoanalysis, uh, and and um, then I realised that that actually I've got a lot of, lot of work to do uh, within. Um, and during that process, I was doing training as well, and it was really interesting. So I was healing myself and healing other people. And I, you know, I I I find that the more I heal myself, that my clients heal better as well. Let me see your hands. Do you have like certain delicate hands? Yeah, they are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sort of pretty, pretty delicate stuff. But then the soul is very delicate as well. And I think you know, if you realise that, you know, we are sensitive souls, and you know, you do need to be gentle with you know, yourself. You know, the thing is, you need to be gentle with yourself. No, yeah, Imran. no, yeah, of course. I mean, how gentle? Very gentle. Yeah, very but... gentle. And uh, you know, otherwise, you're left with all this kind of tension and, and and bitterness and revenge and sort yeah, of all revenge, this revenge is not necessarily a bad thing is it i think protecting yourself is fine and that's necessary because you need to continue in your journey in this physical world um but yeah, otherwise sometimes it, sometimes it's very it, destructive but you know like when you read certain books there's a purity about revenge isn't there purity of evil no no that evil is a strong word evil is a very strong word i know and it doesn't necessarily have to be revenge, it doesn't have to be evil, it could just be apt. I disagree with you. You know, I think revenge in its purest form is not a good thing. It only perpetuates the pain. I think we need to realize that doesn't there it, is enough pain already. It doesn't equalize. No. These are just hypothetical things, by the way. No, 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 no. I, no, no, no I, I, I don't think it sort of... It, it destroys, and I think... You know, destruction is always easy. Construction is difficult. And I think if you're able to construct yourself inside of you rather than destroy yourself inside of you, and I think revenge destroys your inside. It's deep. That sounds quite good, that's deep. <laughs> but, but I have to say, you know, for example, let's take the example of John Wick. They killed his dog. He had to have revenge, didn't he? And look where that took him. All right, fair enough. He had to end up killing a lot of people, end up in the Sahara. Even fucking pencil and all that shit. Yeah, and lose his finger. But he did get to the high table and things are going to go bad. No, they're not. Yeah, it's going to get worse. Now there's going to be a fourth film and that's going to be more revenge and destruction and sort of what have you. But look, if you want to live a life of John Wick, that's fine. You know, I'm not knocking that. But that's not a place I want to go to. Yeah, you wouldn't tell John Wick that, would you? Because he'd come and fuck you up. I wouldn't tell anything, John. I said, whatever you say, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Three bags for me. Yeah, whatever stuff, you say, I'm about, higher. All that stuff about karma and peace and nice. But when John Wick turns up, it's like, no, nah, John, you're okay, mate. Whatever you do, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah it's right, at least we've got to the bottom of that. So the purity of revenge is good. Right, we've got to, we've got to that. If you're John Wick, but I'm yeah. not fucking John Wick. Yeah, no. That's fair enough. <laughs> if I'm going to get a beat, I say, mate, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck everything I've said. Right, that's okay. So that's good. But that's survival, mate. Yeah, that's survival. You know, that's survival. You do whatever you want to survive. But people implode, you see. That's the thing. And I imploded yeah. because I couldn't 
you know, I, I couldn't reconcile the fact that I'd done saw, this all my life. But you also saw a horrific thing there, didn't you? you yeah, I mean, I was seeing, you know, I, I, uh, eyes coming out and war, people's war, heads. War, war, uh, yeah, war, 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 is, war, war zone. Horrible. But I could reconcile that morally, okay? Yeah. As in, okay, I'm here doing a purpose. I'm seeing all this trauma. I can deal with it. But yeah. once I lost my purpose and passion and, and, and moral compass and ideology, you know, so it, it's that internal strife which I couldn't handle. And, you know, that's where the mental shit comes out is where you can't deal with your internal stuff. And that's where you need to go within and, and, and start processing that. You're making me quite sad now. You know, I feel like a bit down. Why? Because you kept cussing me. <laughs> to be honest, I feel like a bit of a bastard now. I've been cussing you and your hippie stuff now for like two and a half hours. I haven't even fed you yet. And now I feel like I feel a bit bad that you're in this dark tunnel. And, and if I've offended you, you know, I couldn't give a fuck, frankly. But if I have, then I'm, you know. No, no, do you know what? It, it's it's no, been a great pleasure. No, 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 no I'm, I'm, I feel bad now. No, no, I'm, 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 you know I'm, I'm serious. I mean, it's I'm great that I'm, that, that I'm here and you're actually listening you feel, to me. you feel better now that you've spoken about it? Of course. So if you ever get a problem, just give me a call. You can discuss it. Yeah, discuss, yeah, and then we can film it, you know, for all these fuckers. <laughs> for, for all these fuckers. Yeah, right? <laughs> You're still piece. listening to this fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, take the piece. Dr. Harkin, the wise one. He's trying to the wise one. Yeah, yeah, right. He's like crying in the tunnel. But that's all right. Uh, right. Now, I used to cry a lot, and, and you know, once I stopped crying, that's when I got fucked up. Here, didn't he? Not really. I mean, he sort of psychologically beat me. But I... <laughs> yeah, how, how could they not in that era? I mean, they by yeah. They didn't, you know, they didn't destroy one. But you know, but you know, psychological beating is worse than physical beating because it stays with you much but then longer. If you hadn't done that, you would have probably become a doctor. What and... psychological beating? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a Middle East, African, Asian, Jamaican thing. You know, you got to you got to rule by fear. Yeah, I mean. Fear, fear, but fear doesn't work. And, you know, yeah, you know, it does. no, no, it doesn't work. And, you know, what I tell to people at the end of the day, you've got two options, either fear or faith. And I tend to pick faith over fear. Yeah, but you're like that higher plane stuff now, aren't you? But, but we're all there. We're, we're, we're all there. And we can't deny that, that position. Mm. So... I shut him up. What I'm saying, I mean, just you know, you know again, I mean, these topics are each of these subtopics and and other subset topics. They can go on forever. Yeah. What would your advice be to someone who's feeling down, who's just doesn't feel right? Speak to a mate. Lonely. Speak to your mate. But some people they don't even have friends anymore. Reach out. Reach out to someone you trust, or reach out to me, or reach out to this man here. You know, you, you've got to reach out because you can't do this by yourself. And, you know, once I realized that I couldn't do this by myself, I did reach out. And, you know, and I did and I did the unmanly thing of 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 going to a therapist and, and just admitting that I was having a problem. And, you know, I was I would be the last person to admit that I was that, that I was having a problem. You've got to reach out and ask for help. So and you feel better now? You're like cured now? I'm but not cured, but I can talk you, about this stuff. Whereas get, before, I never would have talked you about this. Do you get dark moments? Yeah, of course I do. I get, you know, I came here and I got very fucking dark. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. but but now I'm in the light again. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, you know, you've got to go through the dark. You've got to go through the dark to realize the light. So it has to get worse before it gets better. No, but you've got to realize that in order for you to appreciate the light, you've got to go through darkness. 
How do you realize what lightness is until you've gone through the dark? You've got to go through the sadness in order to appreciate the happiness. You've got to go through the poverty in order to appreciate the... You know, I mean, I hate this kind of balance and yin and yang, and I had a massive argument with someone else about yin, but it's a fact of life. And, you know, you've got to accept that there are checks and balances. If one weight goes down, the other one goes up, and so on. And, and you know, this will always be here because, you know, this is a physical realm, which means it's a very limited realm. And where there's limits, there's checks and balances. So you've got to go through the, the shit in order to, to find the flowers. Okay. Now, totally different. What sports do you like? I like boxing. Boxing. Did you watch a Fury fight? Yeah, I did. Well, then it a fucking great fight. It was great. But, I mean, the post-fight was even greater. During the fight, I thought it was fairly even-ish. And then he kind of lost lost the plot after well, he got fucked you know got after the third round. I, I think once he fell, yeah, he was in shock. Do you think it was a perforated eardrum? Because they're not a no, 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 no. I mean, a, a perforated eardrum doesn't actually lose balance. You just have a perforated eardrum, so you don't actually lose balance from perforated eardrum. Sure. Yeah, definitely. And um, but I think it was that shock that that he fell down from a shot. Yeah. Because you saw his face, he was in shock. Yeah, Fury's brilliant. And then he said, no, I didn't fall down or, you know, something like that. And then he lost his legs. But it's that confidence thing, isn't it? Once he lost the confidence in himself, everything, you know, fell down. Also, Fury himself had been through these dark moments. uh, It's totally changed him. If you look at the way he conducted himself, you know, before before the Klitschko fight. Yeah. He was this arrogant, um, uh, brash, I'm going to fuck up everyone. And, you know. Which he did. Uh, yeah, but, you know, not like now. Now he, he he feels more grounded. He feels more kind of contented. Who's your favorite boxer of all time? Because don't want me asking about bodybuilding. Who's your favorite bodybuilder? Cause... Nigel Benn. Uh, the box, box, boxer, boxing. yeah, 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 yeah. I really, en- yeah, I really enjoyed him, particularly that fight with uh, McClellan. Yeah, the tragic ending, wasn't it? Well, I don't know about that, but I mean, you know, it was. Uh, oh, McClellan brain damaged. Oh yes, yes, but you I mean, know, that's just really tragic, isn't it? Not really. <laughs> the merciful boxer here, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a vegetable. Yeah, it's pretty bad, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Um, but I really enjoyed that fight. Yeah, because he was getting right. whacked left, right, that, and centre. That, that Paul McKenna did the, the hypnosis on him, wasn't it? Well, it didn't quite work for like you know, the, for ben, the, for ben, you know, the whole ten rounds, and then the last round you sort of no, got. It was through. a great fight. I mean, uh, Ben went down, he came back up. He went, yeah, down, he came back went up. through the ropes. Yeah, it was a fantastic fight. I really enjoyed that fight, and and uh, and also Chris Eubank. Yeah, I actually fight. loved Chris Eubank, and you know, he's an interesting character. You know, that kind of love hate. Um, character and relationship and he was a beast man yeah you know particularly you know his last two fights with um with carl thompson yeah he got battered and he still kept going yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and he gained a lot of respect from that any final wise words or wise one um keep going keep going and you know trust yourself and uh, ask for help man ask for help you know lots of very good people out there who are willing to help you Dr. Sub, thank you very much. Thank you for having me, my friend. You're okay, mate. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for listening.